From the K-Rob Collection, this is Audio Antiques, featuring programs from the golden age of American radio. I'm Ken Robinson. From the 1940s, it's the barroom situation comedy series, Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner as Archie, the manager of the tavern. Co-starring on the show was Eddie Green, an actor, film director, and composer who was one of the most influential African-American artists on radio during the Golden Age. Green got into the entertainment business as a boy magician in Baltimore and later transitioned to Broadway and the silver screen. We'll visit Duffy's Tavern after this break. This show is brought to you by Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. Mint Mobile where you get talk, data, and text for just $15 a month. Also brought to you by Nationwide Bank. Nationwide is on your side with free checking and savings accounts. And by FinViz Elite, providing visual insight for stock market investors. For details about this show and these fine sponsors, go to krobcollection.com. Makers of Mom, the safer deodorant, and Vitalis for well-groomed hair bring you Duffy's Tavern, starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave? Meet Deed, Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Business? Uh, normal. Yeah, none. <laughs> well, I uh, think we're victims of circumstances, Duffy We just can't seem to find a customer with a nickel and a thirst at the same time <laughs> huh? Well, don't blame me because our liquor happens to be non-habit forming <laughs> Lucky that people come into this joint at all If I wasn't such a genial bartender, goodness sakes, where we'd be? Huh? <laughs> Well, it may please you to know, Duffy, I'm in a contest. A contest for the most popular bartender on 3rd Avenue. Duffy, I hope that was a sneeze. <laughs> well, anyway, the first prize is a free trip to Atlantic City, so uh, don't be surprised if you get a postcard showing me down to me waist in bathing beauty. <laughs> Ah, go soak your head. Hey, Miss Archie, this uh, bartender's popularity contest. Yeah? You really think you got a chance? Why not, Eddie? You've got to admit that, uh, one, I got uh, good looks. Two, personality. Three, charm. Yeah. But on the other hand, people hate you. <laughs> Three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> Look, Eddie, I gotta be voted the most popular bartender. For the last four days, I've been giving out free drinks to everybody. Yeah. But you've been giving them that Duffer's special bar ride. That's right. I give them a drink, and then they send in postcards voting for me. Yeah, but after that bar ride, how they gonna hold their stomach and write postcards at the same time? <laughs> Yeah, Miss Duffy. I brought you news from Papa. Oh, a message from Gargantua. <laughs> uh, what is it? Well, Papa says to forget this popularity contest and get to work. Get to work? 
Just a minute. Who is it that takes out the garbage, mops the floors, waits on all the customers, cleans out the pig's feet barrels? Yeah. And guesses who watches me do it? <laughs> Eddie, don't be flippant. Believe me, Miss Duffy, I'm a very hard-working guy. Well, I wouldn't know. I only see you during business hours. <laughs> yeah? Someday when I've gone to Atlantic City, <coughs> uh, you and your old man will realize what a great bartender I am. Oh, he realizes already. Papa thinks the world of you. What? Yeah. But of course, you know what Papa thinks of the world. <laughs> What he thinks of the world ain't nothing to what I think of him, that lousy, cheap, conniving crumb. Well, if you feel that way about him, why do you keep working for him? Loyalty. <laughs> but why I stay with him, I'll never know. He's about the cheapest, meanest guy that ever lived. No, I wouldn't say that. There must be somebody in this world that's cheaper and meaner than him. <laughs> what are you, Eddie, a company man? <laughs> What I'm getting excited about, I don't know. I'm pretty soon I'll be the biggest pebble on the beach at Atlantic City, just as soon as I win that popularity contest. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Is that so? <laughs> Tell me, Doubtful Thomas, how many bartenders is there on Third Avenue? Well, about 500. 500, okay. Mm -hmm. Out of this 500, who would you say is the most popular? What, Gallagher over at Grogan's Bar? Well, uh... Who's the second most popular? Slats Mahoney. How about the third most popular? Benny Schultz. <laughs> the fourth? Lefty Magruder. <laughs> the fifth? Three-fingered Mulroney. <laughs> the sixth? All right, Eddie. The 499th? <laughs> Sam Burke. <laughs> And what about the 500th guy? Great big popular you. <laughs> well, you'll see, Eddie. After the votes is counted, you'll find out that I'm just as popular as the next guy. Yeah, but who's the next guy? Hello, Finnegan. Hey, already is one guy that'll vote for me. Are you running for election, Arch? So to speak, yeah. Well, I got a tip for you. If you want to get elected, do what my old man did the time he ran for alderman. What did he do? Oh, work like a dog. <laughs> Made speeches all day long, handed out 50 cents cigars, kissed hundreds of babies. Did he win? He would have, but he got an unlucky break. Yeah, what happened? It wasn't an election year. <laughs> By the way, uh, what are you running for, Rock? I'm most popular bartender, and oh. if I win, I get a trip to Atlantic City. Oh, well, uh, be sure and drop me a postcard. Postcard? What for you can't even read? Oh, it ain't for me, Arch. It's for me dog, Rover. <laughs> Don't tell me Rover can read. Oh, of course not. Well, then why would he want a postcard? He likes to bite the mailman. <laughs> Wait a minute. That mailman gives me an idea. Eddie, how would you like to write in a postcard to the contest saying that I am the most lovable boss you ever had? You mean you want me to use the mails to defraud? <laughs> Let me put it this way. How would you like to write a card saying that I am the most lovable 
ex-boss that you ever had. Hand me the Evershock. <laughs> Thank you, my constituent. <clears throat> Hello, fellas. What's cooking? Uh, nothing, Mr. Moran. It always smells that way around you. <laughs> Wait a minute, Joe. Uh, how about giving me a vote as the most uh, genial bartender on 3rd Avenue? Well, sure, Arch. I'd be glad to. Well, swell. Here, write it out on this postcard. Thanks. Now, what'll I say? Oh, anything that you can think of that makes me sound like a nice guy. Okay. Uh, I think Archie is the most genial bartender on 3rd Avenue, and it is very easy for Archie to be genial because everybody likes him. And everybody likes him because he always looks so good. And he always looks so good because he uses Vitalis. (laughs) You think these people is interested in me boudoir habits? Well, why not? They, they, they could learn a lot. Maybe they could. <laughs> After all, every man is interested in keeping his hair well-groomed. And Vitalis does just that. Particularly if you're troubled with hair that's unruly or dried out by sun, wind, and water. Why, no other hair preparation can give your scalp and hair better protection than Vitalis and a 60-second workout. For the Vitalis formula contains two of the same ingredients that many skin specialists prescribe for dry, flaky scalps plus all the other extras that make your hair healthier-looking and more handsome. So try the Vitalis 60-second workout. Let it prevent scalp and hair dryness, drought flaky dandruff, and give you the best-looking, healthiest-looking head of hair you ever had. You'll look your best tomorrow if you get a bottle of Vitalis today. Just saying, Finnegan. Uh, you know, I'm a natural to win that contest. I got good looks, charm, personality. Well, watch. Well, it's certainly modest of you to say so. <laughs> well, it ain't a question of modesty. It's just that I like the good things in life, and I happen to be one of them. <laughs> uh, say, Archie. Yeah? Papa told me to give you this envelope, and he says to be sure and lock it up in the safe. Lock it up in a safe, huh? Yeah, and be sure nobody reads it. Must be important, huh? Yeah. Look at it there. It says, personal, confidential, and super secret. Do not open. Archie, this means you. <laughs> I got a funny hunch there's something in that envelope Duffy don't want me to see. <laughs> a shrewd observation. Meaning what? Meaning you're a jerk. You certainly turn a pretty phrase. Never mind what kind of a phrase I turn. You just put that envelope in the safe. That's Papa's order. All right, I'll put it in the safe. Um, uh, hey, Eddie, uh, who was that good-looking sailor just passed by the window there? Where? Okay, I'll see you a little later. I gotta go out on the net... I thought that'd do it. <laughs> Eddie, get the letter opener. Letter opener? Yeah, the tea kettle. Uh, Mr. Archer, now you see that? You can't steam that letter over. It's private property. Eddie, if people don't want their letters open, they shouldn't mark them personal. <clears throat> now, give me that tea kettle. Sir Arch, if I were you, I wouldn't open that letter. Why not? Well, you remember me, Cousin Willie. He opened the letter like that one time, and it was another guy's draft notice. So? So, Cousin Willie spent five years in the army. Well, if it was another guy's draft notice, why didn't your Cousin Willie explain it to the army? 
Well, they figured it was their mistake. Let them find it out. <laughs> you know, I, I think Mr. Finnegan is right. Yeah. You better put that envelope in the safe. Yeah, maybe you're right, Eddie. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't do it. I gotta open it. If I don't find out what's in an envelope, I go nuts. You know, with a thing like that hanging over me, I, I couldn't concentrate. And, you know, if I can't concentrate, I, I can't think. And, and if I can't think, I can't work. If I can't work, I lose me job. If I lose me job, I, I go hungry. Then what? I start stealing. And the cops is after me. So I hide out here in the tavern. The cops find me, see, and they, they start shooting at me. Then what happens? They miss me, and they kill you. Kill me? Yeah. So you see, Eddie, it ain't just idle curiosity about this envelope. I'm, I'm opening it to save your life. It's too bad that contest ain't for the windiest bartender. Never mind the caustics. Now give me the tea kettle. Okay. Now, uh... Hold the envelope over the steam, Eddie. Okay. Yeah, that does it. Now, let's see what's inside. Whew. Holy cat, look. Duffy's will. Let's read it, Eddie. Okay. Being of sound mind and in full possession of my faculties... Even on his deathbed, he brags. <laughs> Who does he leave the money to, Eddie? Let's see. He says... To my daughter, Miss Duffy, who is at present an old maid, I bequeath my Manhattan telephone directory and wish her good hunting. Does he mention anybody else? Let's see. Yeah. To my dear loving wife, who loaned me $2 for our wedding license, I hereby leave the sum of $2 and close the account. (laughs) And when and if my wife dies, I want her to know that even in death I'll be happy to meet her halfway. (laughs) I'll come down a little if she'll come up a little. Eight to five, it's the other way around. But, Eddie, don't uh, he mention nobody else? Yeah. I hereby reward my faithful employee, Eddie Green. He need never work such long hours for such short pay again. He's fired. (laughs) Hoping to see you all soon, signed... Don't he mention nobody else? Oh, yeah. P.S. to Archie. Well, at last, uh, what does he say about me, Eddie? Let me see. Now, he says this. There's a the crumb. And a jerk. No, no. No, get a crooked. Laziest. This I know, but what's he leaving me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hereby recognize that Archie is responsible for making Dovey's Tavern what it is today. Nothing but insults. <laughs> Let me see that thing. In view of the above, it is my last wish that upon my death, the sole owner of Duffy's Tavern will be my good friend Archie. Hetty, did you hear that? 
I'm the air consumptive to the tavern. <laughs> I can't figure it out, though. Why is the guy leaving the joint to me? Revenge? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, leave us not look a gift to us in the mouth. I'm the new owner of Duffy's Tavern, Eddie. I think this calls for a drink. <clears throat> hey, old man. Yeah, thanks. Woo! Well, here's to our new owner. Best of luck. Thank you, Eddie. Down the hatch. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh-huh. You like that drink, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna cost you fifty cents. <laughs> You heard me. From now on, no more free drinks. As the new owner of the tavern, it's business before friendship. Through the arch, a few minutes ago, everything was on the house. Mr. Finnegan, anybody can be free with the other guy's money, but to be stingy with your own money takes real character. (laughs) But, Mr. Arch... Sorry, gentlemen, your arguments fall on dumb ears. In the future, I will thank you to remember that I am the sole owner of the tavern once removed. What do you mean? Once Duffy's removed, I'm the owner. <laughs> See, now, how could I get Duffy to play ball with us? Play ball? Yeah, you know, drop dead. <laughs> uh, I wonder how his health is. Uh, oh, uh, Miss Duffy. Yeah? Uh, nice weather today. Yes, it is. Your father still alive? <laughs> of course. Oh, has he been doing anything harmful to his health lately? What? I mean, don't you think he should take a trip and get away from it all? You know, it's funny you should mention that. Just the other day, Papa was talking about taking a trip around the world. Mm -hmm. The trip I had in mind was even longer. (laughs) I think I'll give him a call. Hello? Is this the late Patrick Duffy? <laughs> well, look, old man, this is Archie. I'm a little concerned about your health. Uh, <clears throat> how's your liver? It is? Oh, that's too bad. It's better? Yeah. <laughs> look, uh, Duffy, I think you ought to relax. You know, uh, take up a hobby. Oh, I don't know, like uh, golf, bowling, suicide. <laughs> Well, uh, think it over. I'll call you later. <clears throat> you know, Eddie, it's me own fault that Duffy's tavern is so run down. With a little extra work, this place could be a gold mine. You know what? Well, it's smart enough of you to admit it. Oh, I'm big enough to admit it when I'm wrong. Yeah, as I look back now, I think the whole trouble is that I ain't been driving you hard enough. <laughs> Not just a minute. Quiet. We're in conference. <clears throat> now, in the future, I want you to keep busy around here. Get them cobwebs off the ceiling and... Clean out the kitchen and mop that floor and wash them walls. Tote that barge and lift that bill. <laughs> now, look, Captain Bly. When am I going to have time? When am I going to have time to do all these things? My good man, why do you think we give you a lunch hour? <laughs> lunch hour? The time I get off from lunch, I ain't even got no time to eat. I'll just spend my ten minutes being hungry. Then in the future, cut it down to five minutes. It'll be better for your stomach. (laughs) And remember, Mr. Green, the company is more important than the individual. In other words, if this industry is to propagate, each link in the chain must be pulled asunder. (laughs) We must all picture ourselves as busy little beavers building a dam. Arch, please, there may be ladies present. (laughs) Finnegan, I have the floor. 
As I say, we are just one big happy family with the management constantly looking out for the employees' welfare. And in closing, I would like to mention that by subscribing 90% of your salary to our benevolent pension fund, you can retire on half pay at the age of 103. <laughs> you know I ain't gonna live that long. Mr. Green, the management is scarcely responsible if you happen to be in delicate health. This is something personal. It's something that both men and women should be aware of. Your own freshness and charm. Trust Mum for that. M-U-M. Mum. For Mum is the underarm deodorant with a unique cream formula that protects freshness all day, all evening. Protects you from ever knowing that left-out feeling. Mum smooths on in a jiffy. It's gentle, it's safer, because it contains no harsh or irritating ingredients. Mum is safer for skin, for clothes, and most important, for your charm. So remember, after every bath and before every date, smooth on Mum. Your bath washes away the past, but mum safeguards the future. Personal daintiness can play a most important role in your future, in business as well as romance. Don't neglect it. If you want to be sure you're nice to be near, depend on mum. M-U-M. Mum. Uh, what are you doing there, Miss Doctor? Oh, nothing. Just waiting for Duffy to drop dead. <laughs> Say, come to think of it, Eddie, didn't the doctor once tell Duffy he had a weak heart? What about it? Give me that phone. Hello, Duffy? production. Uh, hi, uh, what about that most popular bartender contest? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Old Gino Archie better start packing his bags for Atlantic City. Oh, Atlantic City? Yeah. Oh, well, when you get down there, I'd like you to look up a friend of mine. He works in the fun house. Finnegan, I'm afraid I'm going to be too busy being genial to have time to look up any of your crummy friends. Oh, but he's a very important guy. An important guy in a fun house? Yeah. He's the guy that blows the damn skates up. Oh. Well, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. Look the guy up. Hey, hey, Archie. Yes? That, that poor little old lady standing over there at the door. What about her? Well, she wants to know if it's all right to sell violets here in the tavern. Sell violets? And take the booze money out of our customers' pockets? Get her out of here. But, but, Archie, she's a poor old lady. Look, you're in charge of the cash register. I'm taking care of the troublemakers here. I'll throw that dame out of here. I'll be back in a second. How do you like that? Uh, good evening. Where can I find Archie, the genial bartender? That's him over there. Where? That's the Which one, one? that's throwing that lady out in the street. 
Well, does he always throw old ladies out? Mm, not always. Sometimes the old ladies are stronger than he is. <laughs> Do you work for Archie? Yes, I work for him. Uh, tell me, what sort of a person is he? Well, let's put it this way. As the president might say, he's a sort of a boss, spelled backwards. <laughs> what you want to see him about? Well, uh, uh, I am the judge of the most popular bartender contest. Oh, well, uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to see you. Make yourself at home. Yeah, have a drink on the house. Uh, thank you, thank you. Mm. Well, it's no less than I for that old hag. Oh, a customer, Eddie? Well, sort of. I'm giving him a drink on the house, see, on the A counter. drink on the house? Look, Mr. Green, if you think you can give free drinks away to every bum that walks into this... Bum? Look here, you... you... Archie's the name. Archie the genial bartender. Eddie, throw this mooch around. And if there's any argument, let him have the bung starter. You hit me with that bung starter and I'll have my lawyer sue you for every penny you've got. Oh, yeah? Well, you better tell him to wear a bathing suit. I happen to be on my way to Atlantic City. Atlantic City, huh? Yeah, and you can tell your lawyer to look up the winner of the popular bartender contest. Now, have you anything further to say before we throw you out? Yes, just one thing. What's that? I am the judge of the popular bartender contest. <laughs> <laughs> and so? As the setting sun sinks slowly behind the horizon, we say farewell to beautiful Atlantic City. Excuse me, uh, did you say you are the judge of the contest? I did. <laughs> Eddie, in that case, I guess our little joke is over. We can drag that dear little lady back out of the gutter again. <laughs> And now, sir, about my trip to Atlantic City... Your trip to Atlantic City, huh? A man who shoves his employees around, throws old ladies out in the street, insults customers. You are a disgrace of the bartender's profession. Good night, you hypocrite! Hmm. Eddie, I wonder if the guy is on to me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> what's the difference? One of these days, I'll own Duffy's Tavern and I can buy Atlantic City. Uh, hey, hey, Archie. Yeah? I got another envelope here from Papa. Another envelope? Yeah, yeah, and he wants you to put it in the safe. Let me see. It says personal. Do not open. <clears throat> Eddie. The tea kill? <laughs> yeah. Steam it open, huh? Now, ain't Mr. Duffy going to get suspicious when all of his letters start smelling like orange pico? <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we shouldn't do it. Uh, <clears throat> leave us just tear it open. <clears throat> Let's see here. Dear Archie, thanks for getting back to work. Signed, Patrick J. Duffy. P.S. The will is a phony, and so are you. <laughs> that dirty Duffy promised me he's going to die in just to get me to go to work. I just hope that guy lived to be a hundred and three.
We're sure of it. Try just one tube of Benex Brushless Shave Cream, and we're sure you'll use Benex for life. Yes, we're certain that Benex, B-E-N-E-X, will give you the best shaves you've ever had. Benex Brushless gives extra easy shaves, thanks to a special beard softening formula. Benex Brushless is extra smooth, lighter, so different it rinses off your razor instantly. Benex Brushless gives you extra comfort. A special after-shaving action leaves your face feeling wonderful. Just try Benex. See for yourself. That's Benex, B-E-N-E-X. Benex Brushless Shave at your nearest drug counter. Get Benex tomorrow. Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next Wednesday when our guest will be Ed Wynn. Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Mum, the safer deodorant, and Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Each Wednesday, Bristol Myers brings you Duffy's Tavern and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these stations. <laughs> NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. You're invited to drop in where the elite meet to eat. Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern, where do you leak meat to eat, Archie DeMond, you speaking? Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Tonight, uh, Dolores Hope and Bob Crosby. Bob Hope's wife and Bing Crosby's brother. Huh? Duffy, don't be a hog. He wants Lamore's mother. Duffy, uh, Duffy, you didn't leave me finished before. Duffy, I have just given birth to a brainchild. What do you mean it must be an idiot? <laughs> Look, uh, how would you like a radio show to advertise a joint here starring... This will knock you over with a feather, Duffy. Hope and Crosby. You like that, huh? Well, thanks. Yep, Dolores Hope and Bob Crosby. <laughs> now, don't fly into a transom, Duffy! <laughs> Relapse. After all, Bob Crosby's got a band. He, 
He's getting to be quite a non-entity on his own. Huh? To you, it's still ersatz, huh? Well, look, Duffy, I don't... You know, there's a madness in me method. If we star Dolores and Bob, what is more natural than they should invite down certain of their relatives tonight? Well, that's what I'm counting on. Huh? Oh, no? Look, Duffy, if I don't get Bob Hope and Bing Crosby down here tonight, you can pull every hair out of me head, one by one. Okay. Say, Eddie. Yeah, Baldy. <laughs> Another doubt in Thomas, huh? Eddie, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope will be here tonight, or my name ain't Mud. Look, Dolores Hope and Bob Crosby's coming down here, right? Right. And Bing is Bob's brother, right? Right. And Hope is his wife's husband, right? Right. And blood is thicker than water, right? Right. And I have writ a radio show, right? Wrote. <laughs> Wrote. Right. Eddie, I think you've taken leave of your tenses. Uh, now, leave us start over now. Dolores Hope and Bob Crosby is coming down here tonight. Right? You go around this time by yourself. <laughs> so, Duffy's Tavern's gonna have its own radio show, huh? Right. Uh, no, we don't want to start that again. What you gonna do on the show? Me? I'm gonna be the writer and the director and the announcer. Uh. Well, I know you can't write, and I know you can't direct, but that announcing, that's something I know you can do. Eddie, you think you can talk me out of this? <laughs> well, I could talk you out of writing, and I could talk you out of directing. But that announcing, that you'll talk yourself out of. Mm. Why couldn't I be an announcer? All you need is perfect diction. <laughs> Whose diction is more perfect than my own? <laughs> In fact, uh, people who have heard me voice have uh, called me another Ray Grave Swing. Yeah, you talk like that, and them saying people won't call you Swing, they'll watch you. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, we leave that up to the average radio listener. The heart. Oh, and again, uh, I'm glad to see you again, Kip. Uh, suppose, uh, Kip, suppose you heard a voice on the radio saying, uh, Duffy's Tavern has the most delicious, the most gutatorial, uh, the most savory food in the country. Uh, wouldn't you rush down here? Uh, not me, Arch. I was fooled once by that Orson Welles thing. <laughs> uh, besides, Arch, uh, what radio announcer would ever be dopey enough to say that uh, Duffy's food is good? Me, Finnegan. Uh, even you ain't that dumb. But then again, who is? You are. <laughs> sure. Finnegan, the idea is we've got to advertise the joint. Look, take tonight. Uh, Our specialty is uh, pig's feet or gratin. Uh, <clears throat> Look, it's cooking on a stove. Yeah. Now, you know it, I know it, and a couple of customers in the joint know it. But what about all of the people on the outside? Open a window and the whole city will know it. <laughs> Open a window. Eddie, I don't mean just the city. This program is to attack people outside of the city. <laughs> don't forget, uh, they're human beings, too. They are. There's people living outside the city? Why, certainly, Finnegan. Hundreds of people live out in the country. So who are they? The people who went on picnics and got lost? <laughs> no, 
Finnegan, these people dwell there. They are habitat, so to speak. Uh, uh, mostly they're farmers. They're farmers? Oh, they're the guys that has daughters. I'm looking for Archie. My name's Crosby. Oh, which Mr. Crosby shall I say? Well, you could tell him it's a Crosby without hope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bob Crosby. Well, Bob, uh, leave me bid you a welcome adios. uh. (laughs) You know, you are by no means the first Crosby to trash our crossholes. Well, I know. I know that Bing recommended the place to me. He did, huh? Uh-huh, and me, his own brother. <laughs> well, anyways, it's nice to know that the old groaner has a good word for us. Oh, Archie, I, I guess he really likes the place. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Told me Duffy's Tavern is a kind of a place that, well, a fella can go to and not be ashamed to bring along his horses. That's nice of Bing to say that, but it's no credit to the joint, you know. <laughs> Them horses of his, he could be ashamed to bring any place. <laughs> yeah, but he's really a sweet guy, though, that Bing. Oh, he's a swell guy. You know, he'd give me the shirt off of his back. He would, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah, but I still love him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 
I seen them shakes. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's wonderful, you know, the way you Crosby stick together through thick, through thin, through storm, through Sinatra. Sinatra? Yeah. S-N-I-T-R-O-T-A, Sinatra. <laughs> I don't believe that I know the person to whom you are referring, old man. Look, Bob, don't con me. You know very well who Sinatra is. After all, don't forget, you... Crosby's was the first ones to swoon. Oh, I know. You mean Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Why, why should we worry about him, Arch? Bing has money in the bank. I've got my orchestra. My brother Everett's got his own business. And my other two brothers are set for life. <laughs> and the clink, <laughs> No, they're in business. They're in business? What kind of business? Selling bobby socks. We don't worry about Sinatra. Oh. Archie. Oh, speaking of bobby socks, uh, Bob, I would like you to meet Miss Duffy, the daughter of the establishment. Miss Duffy, this is Bob Crosby, the brother of a very large establishment, too. <laughs> How do you do? It's mutual. Mr. Crosby, here's something that might interest you. Our club, the Ten Jolly Girls AC, just took a poll. Well, what sort of a poll? It was a poll to pick the handsomest band leader. And I'd like to tell you that you won first prize. Well, gee whiz, thanks. Yes, I'd like to tell you that. But the truth is, you came in fourth. <laughs> I came in fourth. Well, who beat me out? Harry Grant, Wendell Wilkie, and Harry James. Hey, now, wait a minute. Cary Grant isn't a band leader. I know, but he's honorary winner of all our polls. Well, how about Wendell Wilkie? Well, for him, we just felt sorry. <laughs> On account of he wasn't a pole, I suppose. <laughs> well, and Harry James. Now, look, I admit that he's got a great band, but as for looks... Well, I don't want to appear conceited or anything, Well, but... you see, Mr. Crosby, we had never seen either of you, so we left it up to Betty Grable. <laughs> Look, Miss Duffy, we have just taken a poll to pick the girl without whom we would much rather. <laughs> You're the lucky winner. <laughs> now, Bob, uh, leave you and me talk business But uh, first of all, allow me to compliment you on how well you've been doing lately Oh, gee, thanks, Archie That's, yes, well, you know what some guys having a successful brother can turn him into a bum You did it on your own <laughs> Well, that's very sweet of you to say that, Archie Well, I like to give the devil his dues I... Only today I was talking about a radio program, you know, for the Duffy's Tavern, and I says to myself, who should be the star of this program? So I thought for a minute, and then, bing, it came to me, Crosby. Huh? I mean, Bob, it came to me, Crosby, you know? So, excuse me. Hello? Hello, Duffy. The radio program? We'll audition it for you in a little while. As soon as Bob Hope and Bring Crosby get here. I'm telling you, they'll be here. Look, Duffy, if they ain't, you can, you can cut off me right arm. Okay? Okay. Hey, Lefty. <laughs> yeah? Mrs. Hope just arrived. Where is she? Oh. Oh, that cutie over there. Imagine a good-looking dame like that being married to... Well, good evening, Mrs. Hope.
never dreamt that Bob Hope was married to such a delicate hunk of punkertude. That's a very pretty speech. Oh, perish forbid. The compliment is all mine. <laughs> so you're Mrs. Hope, huh? Who'd ever thought that Hope's better half was so much better? <clears throat> By the way, you see, uh, perchance gonna drop down here tonight to pick you up. Does he know you're here? Perish forbid. What do you mean? He doesn't allow me to come to places like this. Oh, I don't know why. After all, Duffy's caters to ladies. Look over there in the corner. A pink cuspidor. <laughs> and for feminine use only. <laughs> See, this is the kind of a place that customers even bring their mothers. See that big guy over there? That's Moriarty. And who's that sweet little old lady beating him over the head? His mother. Yeah, Bob's got this place all wrong. This place is really sort of a sewing circle. Well, not exactly a sewing circle. Well, it should be. Moriarty will need at least seven stitches. Seven stitches? Hey! Oh, boy, that's terrific. I bet you and Hope keep gagging each other all the time. No, but you just gave me a thought. Ah, you kidding. I bet you and him is like a turtle and a dove. I bet you're even jealous of him, huh? Jealous? Well, the way he kisses that darky Lamour in all them pictures, you know, that Lamour's got plenty of toujours. I know, Archie, but Bob says kissing girls in pictures is strictly business. It's just like signing contracts. He told you that, huh? <laughs> I don't know that Lemoore's lines don't look dotted to me. <laughs> oh, Chayarchi. Uh, oh, uh, Finnegan. Uh, Kip, this is uh, Mrs. Bob Hope. The uh, Bob Hope's wife? Yeah. That's funny. There ain't the slightest bit of resemblance between them. <laughs> resemblance. Finnegan, your mother is married to your father. Do they look alike? Uh, exactly. Except my mother has a small mustache. <laughs> and I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Hope, I want to tell you, you have a very funny husband. <laughs> I listen to him every Wednesday. He's on Tuesdays. Tuesdays? Ain't, ain't he the fellow who says, Oh, do you do? No. He ain't? Well, I feel sorry for you, Mrs. Hope. Why? You're married to an imposter. <laughs> oh, please, Finnegan. You'll have to excuse Finnegan Dolores. What happened is that one day Dunninger, you know, took his mind and he never retained it. Uh, now, Dolores, leave us get down to business here. Uh, Mr. Archer. Yeah, Eddie. The customers are all asking when Mr. Crosby's going to sing. Oh, well, tell them any minute now. Bob, how's about singing a number, huh? Okay, all right. And Dolores, you're a singer. How about you and... Uh... Groner Jr. here. Uh, how about you throwing a number together? Who play the accompaniment? That's easy. Joe Venuti. Hey, Joe. Yeah, Arch. Uh, would you mind uh, accompanying Mr. Crosby and Mrs. Hope? Sure. Where are they going? <laughs> Venuti, you know, if you had a brighter look in your eye, I'd think you were kidding. <laughs> look, just go ahead and play some music. They'll accompany you. Okay, Arch. One... Two. Kitty's here, 
Take it easy. Don't you know it's more romantic when a dance is slow? Take it easy. Take it easy. What's the good of feeling high when all the lights are low? Take it easy. Take it easy. We've got lots of time ahead of us. The night is young. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't you know this music should be swayed instead of swung? Take your time, take your time, dance it with me. Take your time, take your time, slow if you please. Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. Take it easy. Don't, Don't you know you're not supposed to make a rumba jump? Take it easy. Take it easy. If you don't like it, then our romance will hit a bump. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't you know it's time for romance when the music swings? Take it easy. Take it easy. You should really try to make your heart control your feet. Take your time. Take your time. Dance it with me. Take your time. Slow it with me. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. That was really bravado, Bob. <clears throat> Bravo, Mezzatissimo. <clears throat> You two are great together. Just the two people be the stars on our radio program. Hey, what's this about a radio program? Uh, Duffy's Tavern is about to take ether. <laughs> but, Archie, I've already got one radio program. Bob, and your brother Bing had one son. Did he stop there? <laughs> Touche? <laughs> well, what in the world am I supposed to do on this program? Well, it's simple. All you got to do is act in it and... Uh, Get the guest stars. Oh, brother. Right, and her husband. <laughs> you see, Bob and Dolores, to help this first audition, I saw that Tom uh, promised Duffy, our sponsor, that uh, we'd have his guest stars tonight, Bob and Bing. Oh, Archie, that's ridiculous. I can't ask Bing to go on this clam bake. And if I asked Bob, his next picture would be The Road to Reno. <laughs> Look, I don't know why you... What you doing to me after all? I'm, I'm a charming fella. <laughs> For my sake, why don't you at least try? Go ahead, Dolores. Call Bob up. Huh? Oh, but Archie. Oh, go on. Here's the, here's the phone. Here, no. I'll leave it. Here, here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Hope, please. Hello, Bob. This is Dolores. I'm at Duffy's Tavern. Now, don't get excited. All right, I won't eat anything. What? What do you know about this place? Oh, Bing told you? What did he say about it? Oh, it's a place where when you order a zombie, you get the manager. Ask him how he'd like to come down. Bob, Archie, the manager, has written a radio program, and he wonders if you would come down and... What, Bob? Such language. And I promised Duffy, Bob, Hope, and Bing Crosby... How could you people let me down like this? Hey, we'll do the show. But I promised Duffy, Bing, and Bob. Okay, we'll give them Bing and Bob. Huh? Now, of course, we don't throw straws at a downing man. No, oh, come here. 
him calling up here. Uh, hello? Hello, Duffy. Well, we're all set. Well, I told you I'd get him and I got him. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby in person. You don't believe me? Listen in. Okay. All right, fellas, we're all set. Uh, music. Venuti, we start the audience. Presenting the Pig's Foot Hour of Charm. you by Duffy's Tavern, makers of Mother Duffy's Triple Soap Pig's Feet. The pig's foot with a soul. And starring Bob Hope, Bob Crosby, Dolores Hope, and Bing Crosby. Also, that outstanding personality, your friend and mine, myself. And now we start off the festivities with uh, Bob and Dolores singing our theme song. Triple soap, triple soap, Duffy's feet are triple soap. Thank you, Bob and Dolores. And now... <clears throat> a brief word from our sponsor. Folks, are you tired of home cooking? Do you have digestion? Why not come down to Duffy's Tavern? We're in an atmosphere of congealed refinement... <laughs> You can participate of a home-cooked meal. Our prices are beyond the reach of the smallest purse. <laughs> so for real gutsatorial delight, come to Duffy's Tavern. And now leave us present our first guest star of the evening, Bing, Boo-Boo-Boo, Crosby. Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. Someone waits huh? for me. Well, he's a little off key tonight, and Duffy. And thank you, Bing Crosby. And now, ladies and gentlemen, another brief word from our sponsor. Tonight, in addition, in addition to triple soaked pig's feet, we are also featuring. We are also featuring Mother Duffy's famous Irish borscht. <laughs> Look for the big red beets in the plate. And now, our second guest star of the evening, 
Bob Hope. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bob Pig's Feet Hope telling you to keep the feet that are triple soaked and no one will wonder why you croaked. Or to sell his feet to Duffy's Tavern is every pig's idea of having. Hello? Oh, Duffy. You like Hope, huh? He's better tonight than he's ever been? Well, uh, what do you think of the show so far? Should have more commercials, huh? All right, okay, Duffy. Or... Thank you, Bob Hope. Uh, And now, a word from our brief sponsor. Duffy himself, the smiling Irishman. Duffy personally says, Try the blindfold test. Close your eyes and stick a plate of Duffy's pig's feet under your nose. Then... Stick a plate of ordinary pig's feet under your nose, if you still have a nose. <laughs> Duffy's feet run first every time. <laughs> Remember, with men who know their pig's feet best, it's Duffy, six to five. <laughs> and now, hear what one of our leading pig growers has to say. I said, hear what one of our leading pig growers has to say. Only two duffies. And remember, folks, no other pig can make this claim. And furthermore, ladies and gentlemen... Hey, Archie, Archie. Yeah? We're going. Yeah, this program really oinks. <laughs> but look, you can't leave. Now you have to do the closing theme song. Okay, shall we give it to him, Dolores? But definitely. <laughs> Duffy's pig's feet hit the spot. Justin Nickel buys a lot. But if you'd rather spend a dime, arsenic takes much less time. <laughs> Good night, Archie. Hello? Duffy, I didn't write it. Huh? I'm fired. Duffy, don't fire me, please. Honest, I, I promise you, if I ever get mixed up in another thing like this, you can you, you can run me through a meat grinder. One hamburger coming up. Uh, joining the Navy. Yeah. After this, Jack Benny's only going to see his dentist twice a year. 
Yeah. Yeah, when he's on furlough. Well, so long, Tuffy. I'll see you next week. enjoying audio antiques our golden age radio podcast if you are why not subscribe and tell your friends for more information about our shows and sponsors check out krobcollection.com our music is by h beats that's h beats with a z i'm ken robinson thanks so much for listening